Thanks to Aaron Morse for filling in. Thanks to Coach Wing for keeping Aaron Morse calm while Aaron Morse filled in for me. Full-time job. It is full. <laughs> Start giving you some hazard pay. <laughs> a couple extra dollars an hour. <laughs> Stipend. <laughs> what category is that? Huh? <laughs> HDP. Hazardous duty pay. Hazardous duty HDP. pay. I like that. Speaking of hazardous duty, Travis Barrett joins us on the phone right now. I don't know what that has to do with hazardous duty, but you know, I just wanted to slide that in there. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Morning, technically, isn't it? Morning, afternoon, good night. I don't know. I just got back from vacation. Time is relative to me at this that's point. True. I just feel like I just you. You may feel like I slept through four hours, but that's not the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you know the <laughs> gorilla tape thing. You're you're not wrong, by the way. Stuff's amazing. I'm telling you. Um, we should. You know what you should do? You should get them to buy some ad space. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, I. You know, you you want to find me some 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 folks to help me out with that because I have uh, I've I've got this thing and I think you've 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 dealt with this before in the past. You can either create content or you can sell content, but you can't do both. That is one hundred and ten percent true, accurate. And, and people don't understand that. No, they don't. You've got nope. such a great product. How come? Because I don't have somebody full time just specifically just on. It this yes yes i remember back when i ran my own motorsports um, pr company locally that that was my greatest frustration was i can't be both people i can't be the person who is selling ads for the website and sponsoring the news content and be the person creating all the content you can't do it so you can't i feel feel for you god knows i've been trying for a decade Right, I really have. Yes. I've been tra- yes. in in multiple in multiple surroundings and multiple areas, and it all comes down to the same thing each time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think your listeners—they I don't know how many of them care about this conversation, but <laughs> but I I don't mean that I don't mean that as a joke. What I mean is, I think you have to like you and I both understand that you have to have some separation too. Like, even though somebody might like you and say, you know what, I want to I want to buy some ads, I want to pay for that. I like to have the separation so that when I write something, and I'm sure when you say something that may ruffle some feathers, that you have that buffer so you're not the person that then turns around after angering the entire world and says, hey, want to buy some ads to keep me on the air or keep my website alive? So, yeah, um, yeah, I think you got to have that. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel for you. I feel for you. I know. I'm going to live, though. I'm going to be fine. There's, you know what? I could go, you know, I, there's worse there are other people that have struggled worse than I have in the last ten years. So yeah. I am I am not I am not concerned about that at all. Sometimes though, right. you're just like, man, I could just do this much more. But you know what? Sure, sure. It's just you know this is how it goes. All right. Speaking of teams that we would like to do that much more, <laughs> how did I know? Yeah, what do you got? What in the hell is going on with Umaine Hockey? I don't know. And you know what I thought was? Um... Didn't he just get an extension recently? Yeah, I, it, it, I thought this weekend was bad, and I'll tell you why. Not just because they got swept. Um, Quinnipiac is, is good. Uh, you know, they're a legitimate top ten team in the country. But having said that, um, I thought one of the really disappointing things Friday night was, uh, you know, Maine fell behind. It, it was odd in that. So they're, they are behind 30 seconds into the game on what is absolutely 100% 
a fluke goal. The puck gets to the front of the net, it gets tipped up. It, it literally it went 10 or 12 feet in the air and landed behind the goalie. Now, when you're struggling, those are the things that seem to happen. But they're down 2 nothing. They give up a goal early. They're down 3 nothing. They get a goal at 3-1. to one. They have a power play, and they had a really good power play. They just couldn't – they did everything but score. They had the puck in the zone. They moved it around. They looked really good. They just didn't score. And then seconds after their power play expires, they give up a quick goal at the other end. Kind of a bad goal, I thought. I thought they'd lose the defensive coverages, and I think Red Gender and agreed. And, and so now it's 4-1, to one, and I thought what was most disappointing about all of that in that turn of events was the third period, they were lifeless. They looked like someone had literally beaten it out of them. And uh, it took them, I think they scored a goal, you know, by then the game was over. Uh, they scored a goal with five minutes to go, and it was only their second shot of the third period, which told you how much wow. urgency there was in their team. And I, to me, um, I thought that was bad. I thought um, no players were made available to the media after the game. I thought that was a bad look. What? It looked like desperation and were defensive and... Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. This is, I, you know, I go on vacay for a week and I come back to this, like, let me just, let me just explain something. If I had, if I had gone to a single road game this year for UMaine football and not a single player was made available, I may have lost my mind just a little bit. And I yeah. don't mean, and people do this all the time. I see people all the time, like, oh, these spoiled media people, they're just mad at the no, no, that's that's part of the job. Part of the job. And and part even the though job. these kids aren't getting paid, somebody needs to be made available to to speak and things yeah. people need to to come out and say what what the hell happened out there, right? Yeah. Like yeah. even if you're just going to give surly three-letter answers like yep. I need to see your yep. tone and your body language, right? Yeah. I feel like um I feel like there's something to be said when a coach is confident enough to open up the doors and say, you go talk, you, you let them answer. You know, you let them um, tell you what happened. And I look, I understand. It, it, college kids, as you alluded to, are not professional athletes, particularly when it comes to hockey. Um, we're not talking about football um, or basketball at the, at the big-time Division One level. But I, I still feel like, uh, you know, there, there's part of me that feels like, look, they're getting scholarships, they're there to play. Uh, this is part of the deal, and I think when you lay an egg, yeah, look, you don't even have to open the room because we know those days have passed for the most part. Um, but you gotta, you gotta pull your captains out. Somebody's got to speak for it. Somebody's got to speak to it, even if, like you said, it's just to say we got to be better than that. Um, so I thought that was it. I thought that was a bad look Friday night, and, and of course, you know, um, I looked, you know, Saturday night wasn't much better for them, so. Um, they're just. I think the frustration for me overall with Maine hockey is they're good enough to be competitive in every game, but they're not good enough to make you believe that they're on the cusp of of climbing over that hill, you know, and making some noise. And I think that's what's frustrating. I feel like I feel like for the last couple of months, every game you watch is kind of the same. Thank you, thank you for being the one who sees this and says it because. When when this happened, when 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 Gendron got the um, when Gendron got the the contract extension, I mean, yeah. Coach, didn't you think like I'm thinking to myself, okay, this team must be heading in the right direction if they feel good enough about what he has done so far mm. to reward him with an extension of of that length, yeah. then you know, 
good things must be happening. I know. I, I think what's really, I, to me, what's really, what, again, and I, I said it once already, but I think another big picture item for me here is that what makes the first half of this season even more disappointing is I felt like last year they kind of had taken a couple of steps forward. And they're back with essentially the same group plus a couple of really talented freshmen in, in that lineup. And it's not just that they're, they're status quo. It's that they're not any better. You could argue they've regressed. I mean, last year they were fighting for home ice in the hockey's playoffs, and and I think you're in a whole different um, you're in a whole different place now. I mean, they they're really going to have to have a great month of January to put themselves in any kind of postseason conversation. And that's the problem. And that that contract extension, uh, which was announced, I don't know, earlier this year. Uh, March twenty second actually uh, is uh, runs through June thirtieth of twenty twenty one. So only three. Years. So he actually has longer on his contract than Jacoby Ellsbury has on his contract with the Yankees. Just, wow! Just in case anyone was wondering out there, wow. he's right. Of course, his yeah. an, his annual salary is only two hundred thirteen thousand, as opposed to Jacoby Ellsbury's twenty one million. So yeah. go go ahead. So there's a slight discrepancy there. A little bit. You know, you wonder if. Uh, that regression is, and I like, I, I know Red Gender, and I mean, I've heard him at clinics. I, I mean, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Would, he wouldn't recognize me, but I mean, I know him. I've had conversation with him. I like the guy, and I always yeah, thought yeah. that he was a good choice, but he, I wonder if somehow that connection with the, with the kids isn't there because suddenly they see he's going to be here my whole time in college, mm. and they've regressed. You know, that, yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, I have. I, I'm, I agree with you. I, I think personally, it's hard not to like him. You know, he's he's um, he's very. Um, I don't even know how I would describe. It. He's just he's he's very down to earth and he's serious and um, he's. You know, I th- I think X's and O's wise, I think he's really good. I but I have wondered, you know, before, and I think we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago. I feel like. I just wonder when I look at the when I look at the college hockey landscape and I look at the coaches that are successful and I look at um, you know the, the programs that are on the rise, they almost seem to all have one quality, which is young, energetic, um, ambitious coach. And I'm not saying Red's not ambitious, but I just wonder how you connect with 22 year old kids and getting them to run through walls. And, and yeah. so I think. I think to me, that's a that's a real question. Now, um, I still, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other night about it. I, I just get the sense it's a little bit different. But you know, back in in my days of covering Providence College, you know, more than a decade ago, when Paul Pooley was the head coach, I said all the time that I feel like he's a, he was a coach who wasn't cut out for the college game as a head coach. He needed to be like he would have been a picture-perfect American Hockey League coach because he didn't want to deal with the, the crap that comes along with kids, you know. I overslept. I missed the team breakfast. I, you know, I, I forgot I had to go to class. Um, he had no patience <laughs> for any of that. Now, I'm not saying Red's that way. I don't think Red is that way. But I, when I watch Red and I watch his teams and, and, and you talk to him and you have conversations about the game, they're like, there's a guy that would be a great assistant coach at this level because he does understand the game. I mean, there's no question about that. He yes. knows what works. He understands adjustments. 
I just think for whatever reason, those adjustments aren't translating through to the kids where it looks like max effort on the ice. The, the, questioning effort is really hard, and it, it, and it sounds ugly, but um, I just think when I watch it, it, it looks like there's not a lot of, like there's a lot of going through the motions. That's what it appears to be. It doesn't mean they are. That's what it looks like. You know, the other thing that's, I think, a part of that, too, is the landscape of college hockey's changed. Yeah. You know, for a while, Hockey East was the pinnacle. Yeah. I mean, in the top 15 teams in the country, they were all Hockey East teams. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, the top Hockey East team is what, 8th or ninth or uh, yeah, I haven't UMass, looked. UMass, believe it or not, it's UMass is ranked 3rd in the country. Okay, well, may, I guess I haven't looked. Nowhere. I haven't totally looked for a while, but, you know, it's just not there. BC's not down, there. BU's down, you know, <laughs> just not there anymore. And so are we having trouble attracting those kids who used to come from Canada and from the Midwest to come east? They're staying yep. home? They're staying home. Well, yeah, they are, but I, I think it's it's also a, a matter of, and we've talked, we've definitely talked about this before. You, you don't have to go far to look at, um, you know, the, the buildings that teams are playing. And I've said it before. You know, for those of us that grew up here and followed that powerhouse team in the in the nineties, um, you know, Alphonse Arena was a special place. Now it's a forty year old building. Sure. You know, it's it's just it, it's outdated. It's, it's special to us because we grew up here and we, and we have memories of, you know, Paul Korea being in that building. But I, I think kids from all over the world, not just Canada, right, not just Minnesota anymore, all over the world, I don't, I don't think they're impressed by it. And, and I think, you know, every year that passes, you're another year away from, um, you know, those powerhouse main teams. And this is the 20th anniversary of their second national championship. 20 years ago, the kids are trying to recruit, you know, uh, if they were even born, they were still in diapers. So yeah. that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell. Talking yeah. with Travis Barrett from Central Maine, centralmaine.com. Mm, yeah. You know what I love about uh, I love that there's no show prep. I, I know people, because it's such a finely oiled machine, they're not going to believe that. But the, the lack of show prep is my favorite part about this. That's, I don't know what questions are coming. No, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. It's so great. Like it doesn't, you know, what's the hot topic of the day and what's 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 really chapping my rear end today? And to me, right. you know, I'm watching I'm watching the UMaine football team, okay, yeah. hosting their second home playoff game in the last 5 years, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one actually not just thrown together and uh, against New Hampshire so that they can get people in there, which they got almost 8,000 people in that building for. Yeah. But, you know, this Saturday against a, a, a nationally ranked team, they're one of 16 teams left in the country. And I just think to myself, like, the baseball program, the facilities and everything they've got up there, baseball has been able to do that before. Women's basketball is on a good track. I've actually yeah. been encouraged by what I've seen from UMaine men's basketball. Um not not the game against uh, uh, Quinnipiac the other night, but uh, you know blowing the second half lead. But I mean that's a learning experience. But to me, a lot of people will 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 not think of this as a, as a positive. But you know they start off the year zero and five, and they went five and zero against the spread. That's not easy to do. Okay, that means they're keeping it within the number. And yeah, you yeah, keep it yeah. within the number, you can start building from that. Now, no yeah. coach is going to say we're doing that, but right, right. it's a good sign. <laughs> And it shows that your team is buying in. It shows that your team is actually doing what it's supposed to do, even when they're going to be out-talented, if you will. Yeah. 
But there is nothing in this humane hockey program that has get you know last year's stuff was great, but then he gets the two year extension. And it's like okay, so I, it's almost like we're rewarding the upper end of mediocrity, and I think that's what needs to stop because this is a Division One program. I know this yeah. is shocking because it's up in Orono to people, but this isn't. This is Division One. Okay, like yeah. you know, if you go to. If you go to New Hampshire, UNH is the Division One school. Vermont, UVM is the Division One school. When you go to uh, to Massachusetts, there's many Division One schools. There's Boston College. You know, there's Boston University. There's UMass. You know, those are all big D one schools. Okay, and all of these D one schools have budgets. Okay, and for these budgets to work and for these teams to stick around, you need to be successful. And if you're successful, you'll bring in more revenue. And if you bring in more revenue, you can help other sports. Maybe we could do something crazy and outlandish, like bring back the UMaine men's soccer team. <gasps> I know, craziness, right? Wow, let's because I'm sure no one would want to come to Maine and play soccer. They only have really good women's soccer team, right? Yeah, let's not have a men's soccer team though. We don't we don't need that. No, let's let's utilize the big time programs, the hockeys, the footballs, and the basketballs, and make money for the other school, uh, the other sports. That's what all of the other successful yeah. schools do. It ain't hard. You're out of your mind. I know it's craziness. Why would I want us to actually, you know, have that happen? And I know that there there are good people there behind the scenes that want to have this happen. And I just, I think we live in a culture in Maine where everyone's like, eh, eh. Yeah. I my, it, like, I'm very interested to see who shows up on Saturday. Because to me, if you can't get behind this football team, and if you, and to all these people, like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. The weather's going to be fine. It's not even going to really oh, be that it's cold. Be nice. It's not even going to be that windy. Shut up and go. You know, like, shut up and go. That's all I can say. I, I don't disagree with you. I feel like, it is, um, look, one of the challenges of our state, right, is geographically it, it's spread out. But having said that, um, look, I still remember when, uh, when, when Buck led the team, right, to the, in the NCAA tournament. And, and that was a long time ago, right? I mean, what year was that? So, uh, but, we, but we talked about it, right? Like, I remember my dad was into it, and so I was into it, and it mattered. And I think if you're if we're talking about sports and we're talking about sports in Maine, this is this is a big time deal that's happening on Saturday. I, yeah, people need to go. Stop complaining about the weather for crying out loud. You know what half the problem with weather is? I remember years ago, um, I was doing a story on uh, a cross country uh, ski place um, that had been built over in Wayne, and uh, they were talking about how their worst enemy in the winter of people in Maine is television weathermen who put on the sweaters if it gets below 30 degrees. Like, we can't handle this. Oh, it's going to be way too cold outside. Like, first of all, if you moved here from Massachusetts and you live in Portland, you're not really from Maine, okay? We can all agree to that, I hope. Secondly, like, that's part of living here. And it shouldn't be... If the windshield gets below zero, I'm with you, all right? Take some precautions. But you know what, like this weather we've had now, I know it's a little bit early, but there is nothing out here that tells me I need to be alarmed about the weather conditions because we got four inches of snow and it's 30 degrees outside. And I think that uh, we fall into that trap of letting the TV weathermen scare us. And I think that's, we got to get rid of that. Get, get, rid of, get outside. Get outside and get some fresh air. Hey, I want to die. 
buy a jacket, put a hat on. I agree with you. I, I gotta I gotta tell you one little story though that to contradict that a little bit. My my family and I, my two adult kids and my wife and I, we headed to Sugarloaf to ski, uh-huh. and I've got the you know the temperature gauge in my my car, and it says we go through this little dip in a valley uh, on the way to Sugarloaf, and it says minus twenty five. That's cold. It's cold, and I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> minus twenty five. I said, hey guys, minus twenty five, and they went, yeah. So what? Yeah, didn't bother anybody. We yeah, well, but that, yeah, I mean, that, all that does is back the story. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't bother. I mean, no, I, I agree. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we need to live in Maine. I'm so tired of it. I'm it's like so snow, days. It. snow days. Snow yeah. days. All it's got to do is pretend it might snow. We're going to call yeah. off school. School, no school. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I think it's it's a shame, honestly, that we don't spend more time focusing on what's good about. Um, being outdoors that's a whole different discussion um i don't really like being outdoors that's why i wouldn't focus on that but i understand the people that do and i think it's wonderful that they like being outdoors especially this time of year because those are the people that when when all this uh when we get snowed in uh starting every november 1st which i believe is happening moving forward um they'll be the ones who keep us all alive yeah so you got kind of a Walking Dead zombie apocalypse. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like you know the people with snowmobiles and like and and Yukon Cornelius beards have a yeah. have a better shot. There we go. Right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Will you still uh, be wearing sandals? Yeah. Well, I'm wearing sandals today because I, I have that. boots. I saw that. And I have the I keep these sandals here. Like I learned back in the day, like when I was a kid in school, they always told you to bring a pair of shoes for school yeah. so that you can. Oh, okay, well, so I just left these Yankee sandals here. Uh, oh, I didn't for, even notice that. Yeah, so, yeah. I would have tried to steal them. That's good. <laughs> Great. So steal them at Snowbank. Burn, burn them. For, oh, wow, I just found them. <laughs> hey, uh, look at this Yankee sandals out there. How do those get out there? It's really too bad. I remember, you know. Oh, go ahead. I remember feeling ostracized when the one day you forgot to bring the sneakers. You had to wear your boots all day. You felt uh, like. Every step you took was clunk, 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 and everybody was staring at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, hideous. Yeah, don't ever forget your sneakers at school. Full on. Just leave them right there. Leave them in your locker. Bring a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't mess around. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. You can find him on Twitter at TBarrettGWC. We didn't even talk about the Giants this week because, frankly, I thought it would be too painful. Well, I'll give you 30 seconds on it if you'd like. I would love it. Uh, I, my friend and colleague and boss, Bill Stewart, was texting me right around halftime of that game. My son had come down here like, I can't believe the Giants are ahead. And Bill telling me how they can, they can win this division. This division is so bad. and they, they could, they, They're the best team in this division. They're going to win it. And then, of course, you know, we all saw what happened at the end. And I, and I finally wrote back and said, you forgot one key element in your entire argument about them winning the division. You forgot that they're the New York Giants. It's true. Good point. Horrendous. They're horrendous. I mean, that's how that goes. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> it. That's my 30 seconds on that. Probably wasn't even 30 seconds. <laughs> they could have killed the They could have killed the Philadelphia Eagles. They could have ended them. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, 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 no. We, we're going to pretend like we're going to, and then we're going to let them back in. That's so, fine. You guys want to mark down the field? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. It's have no big it. deal, right? Yeah. No big deal. We don't need a quarterback. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> We'll be fine. Offensive line is fine. They're playing better. They're playing better. Everybody's fine. Uh-huh. 
Defense is fine. <laughs> Don't need a quarterback. Fine. We won the Super Bowl <laughs> 10 years ago. It's fine. Yeah, what? You know, Saquon Barkley touched the ball in the first half. Why does he need to touch it in the second half? Uh, it's fine. Matty's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, you just... Somebody told me that, you know, if you're trying to tank, you probably don't want to give the ball to Barkley because then you'd win too much. You'd win too much, yeah. So that, that must have been what happened at halftime. Sherman got the message. So. Some, somebody called yeah. Hey, listen, um, we're trying yeah. to get that 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 yeah. A-Bear guy from, from Oregon. So if you hey, could uh, just... Hey, Coach, uh, the red phone is pointed in your office. You want me to get that? Or, uh, <laughs> something about don't give the ball to Barkley in the second half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, take that call. Take that call. Put it right on the tablet. No problem. Travis no Barrett, Barkley. centralmain.com. Follow him on Twitter, T Barrett GWC. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Gentlemen, stay indoors hey. and enjoy the snow day. We'll try to. Take care. Thank you. All right. We'll have more on the way. It's Abilas Daily, Spectrum Health Care Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.